There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Joe Burrow, I think we can compete with Joe Burrow. Who day want to win with Joe Burrow? Either way, who day we love you. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, per usual, is my man, Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson, how you doing this week, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Fresh off a week at Go Bananas. I just hosted for Grant Lyon, who is fantastic. Um, I heard they were good shows. They were really good shows, man. Um, I was going to say, the Saturday early show was legitimately one one of my favorite shows I've ever hosted at Go Bananas. That's awesome. Because I got a message ahead of time from Tina, one of the old waitresses at Go Bananas. Yeah. She's the best. And she... um, she knows, like, sign language really well. Like, she taught it, like, Cincinnati State. And she messaged me, like, hey, um, I know some sign language interpreters that are going to be at the show because there's a going to be a deaf woman, like, that's going to be attending the show. Yeah. So it was, like, a packed house, and there were sign language interpreters on the stage with us. And it was the coolest shit in the world. I've, uh, I've actually, just for that reason, because uh, one of the times I was up at, Liberty, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was a Big J. No, it was, I think it was the Bargazzi. There was an interpreter there, and I was like, man, imagine a sign language interpreter for Big J. Uh, you gotta get creative with some, with some insults on the fly, because that guy yeah. is, but, uh, I saw, I was like, I ought to go back and brush up on my sign language skill. Like, I took sign language all through high school, and, and, really, even did a couple classes after, or whatever. I was like, I gotta interpret for the clubs around here, because, at least you know somebody who knows some bit of like comedy and timing and whatever. And it was with uh, Bargatze. <clears throat> well, I just I happened to see somebody up on the stage doing it. That's when I had that thought. Like, I know enough that I could go back and you know, and, like sign language interpret. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, because um, so the middle act was Chris Seamer. <sighs> Imagine interpreting for the dirtiest comic in Cincinnati. How do you say shit beard? <laughs> No, uh, I was going to go up after Seamer's set and say, uh, now I know how to say jizz biscuit in sign language. <laughs> so Seamer goes up on stage and says, uh, 
uh, now I get to find out how to say jizz in sign language. And I'm like, damn it, that was my joke. I think you still could have went up and been like, well, we learned jizz biscuit, if nothing else. Like, we did. And uh, so Seymour told like a really – he has this bit where he tells the dirtiest joke he's ever written. And backstory, there's two, there were two sign language, sign language interpreters that were like flip-flopping back and forth. And right, right after Seymour told that punchline, that one sign language interpreter got off stage, and the other one tagged in. Yeah, that would not that that would be brutal. Like, to, it's exhausting. Not, well, I'm saying if you're not if you're, if that's not your cup of tea to to have to do that, I imagine would be like if you're not like a big comedy person or you know or easily offended or whatever. I can imagine yeah. that being. A I just nightmare. never had uh, my act done in sign language. And I have one joke where I like kind of like do like a thriller walk. It's like a creepily walk, like come here, pretty lady. And um, the interpreters were doing like mini pantomimed versions of my act outs. That's awesome. I, think be I didn't know that, but Grant, the headliner, brought it up, and it did really well when he said that. I just think it'd be fun <clears throat> as an interpreter to get to do some of those because there's. Uh, people think of sign language, it's all just hands, but, but it's your expression. It's, it's everything. Like, you know, everything's visual. So, and everything's very, not a hundred percent true. Direct. Okay. I'm saying in most cases. Yeah. That's how it's, uh, so that's how it's perceived. I have a lot of deaf friends and, and, you know, all of them are big gesturers, big. And they, you know, a lot of them, a lot of, you know, a lot of emoting, a lot of, you know, adding flavor, if you will, to the okay. sign. So, like, uh, one of them, super, super blunt dude, he's, <laughs> like, Division Two national wrestling champ runner-up, like, just no-neck giant. And watching him go from, like, that mean face to, like, super expressive, silly stuff really? on signs. And he's very blunt. So, like, he saw me not too long ago, and he just pointed at me. He's like, and I was like, yes, I did get fat. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's sitting there just laughing, just having a good time, and, and thing, and I was just like, "Oh, it's ref- I forgot how much I enjoyed, like just the bluntness of <laughs> of who he is." Well, I mean, just a lot of deaf people in general. There is a lot more direct with anything that's visual because it's not as taboo to them to point out something visually different. Yes, and yeah, it was just hilarious because one of the first things he did, he just pointed at me and just uh, you guys can't see it, but I'm pointing at Alex and then making like a gesture like my cheeks are puffed out. And he's like, yeah, I got fat. And when he does it, like, his whole face is, like, he literally puffs his cheeks out and, like, squints his eyes and turns his head. Like, It's like Blake Hammond's joke where um, he goes up to the pastor and he's like, it looks like you've, it's like, hey, Blake, it's been a long time. It looks like you've gained some weight. He's like, yeah. And, and also, also with, with you. <laughs> well, we say it in your spirit now. <clears throat> but, so... After the show, we went up to the interpreters. Uh, shout out to Phil and Veronica. I don't know your last names, but they were awesome. And so we asked them, like, did they like the show? And then she said they were rolling the entire time. And I'm like, yes. And I did the one sign that I know, which is thank you, which is like hand on the chin. Yeah. Hand on the chin forward. And they were they were super nice after the show. Um, so shout out to them for making that happen. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, it's it's well, always fun to brush up against something like that that you kind of – you don't always think about, but getting to see it experienced by somebody else in a different way than is normal, I think that's always fun. It is. 
One thing I, I was going to bring up about people that are deaf, like some people that are also blind, can't. I've read like you can, they can put their hands on top of a person that's signing and recognize what those signs are just by feeling. Yeah, uh, there's a girl that went to the uh, school, St. Rita's, uh, and her name's Ala. Oh, okay. And uh, she always would compliment my hands because it was very easy to read because my hands are big. How do you learn that as a blind and deaf person? Um, it's tough. I, yeah, I figured that. And uh, like she. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. She was a little lucky because she has, like, she's not 100% blind, but mostly. She has little bitty scopes where she can kind of see the shape and whatever. Okay. Which I imagine made it easier. But each case is... You kind of find the right way to just relate, you know, a thing and then spell it out in their hand and they get used to, okay, this is the the same way you kind of learn reading just in a lot tougher. That's insanely tough and I, I don't know how they do it and props to them. But I'll I'll say this, uh, Ola Jennings. Uh, The what? Ola Jennings. Okay. She was funny. She ended up, I think, going to... uh, Dartmouth, like very bright, very funny, and you just you're looking like this girl has shit that I would never want to even imagine having to deal with, and just super sweet, super nice. You'll love to see it. Yeah, she was uh she was cool. She uh she would uh she kind of smells a lot, which always amused me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess if that's uh well, yeah, your other. Is it true that your other senses are heightened? No, you're just more aware of them. Like it's not, it's not like they work. Okay, better. that makes sense. Because you have what smell, touch, and taste. Taste, yes. I can't believe I forget what the five senses are. And smell and taste are basically the same. Like you're smelling with your mouth. <clears throat> it's yeah. taste. Yeah, I mean snakes do it with a Jacobson organ, but we don't have those, so. Didn't know that. That's a trivia question now. News to me. What's up, zookeeper? Well, yeah, man. Well, you're the one that makes the cakes. Yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, made a made a couple cool ones this year. You made a. I saw another one on the news recently. Um, they had one for Fiona's birthday, but I didn't do that one. The keepers did that. They just. I thought you did that one. <clears throat> Not the the one, most recent one. The, the big one last year I did. And then this year they had like a smaller. Do you do that by yourself or? Uh, usually Thomas helps me, who was actually going to be on the 
pod with us today. Yeah, we'll, we're going to get him. We had some scheduling issues. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have him on next, next month. month. Um, but, yeah, Thomas is usually, in all honesty, he helps a lot more than he would ever admit that he does. Like, there's been more than once where they do it on a day I'm not there, so I'll have everything put to like, everything prepped and ready to go, and he has to put it together in a rush and get it there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they always get kind of like, oh, I didn't really do it, but they, they do a lot. And, That's awesome. Yeah, well, we get, Thomas, what's his last name? Claggett. Thomas Claggett. We'll get him on next month. He's a former UC uh, football player. Defensive lineman. No shit. Big boy, giant smile, one of the happiest, nicest people you'll meet. Fuck and also yeah. looks I like, love those people. And also looks like if he got slightly irritated with you, he could remove your head. <laughs> oh, so he must have been a bouncer in a past life. Uh, I think he's too nice. I don't know if he'd want to be really? a bouncer. Like, I, I don't think he would enjoy... Like, he's the guy who would sit there and want, rather drink with you and... and I think he'd be good at it. I just don't know that he would enjoy it. Yeah, because all bounce because I worked in bars for the fucking longest time. Bouncers have just there's that small part of them. There's that really small part of them that just hopes they just get to let someone have it. All right. So I was a bouncer for years, and uh, do tell. Yeah, there absolutely is, especially depending on where you work. Where'd you work? Uh, I started off working in Metropolis. Okay, that's. I'm guessing that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I don't think so. I hope not. Where it's, is it? Uh, was at Forest Fair Mall or Cincinnati Mills Mall now. They have bars and malls. Uh, it's like on top of one of the parking garages. It was like three giant clubs all together. Like anyone listening, most people know what it was. It was Bourbon Street, and then it was Metropolis. And it are was... there even like nightclubs in Cincinnati anymore? Yeah, I'm sure there's some. I don't like. Um... There's one like on the outskirts of downtown called Energy. Yeah, I don't. Or something I, like that. I'm I'm out of that loop so far. Like, uh, if you can get me out of my house, I might go to like a really divey bar. But like, um, you seem like a rakes end kind of guy. I'm more like a tavern. Northside tavern. Northside tavern. I've never junker. been there. Really? Never. I, I like junkers. <clears throat> yeah, I, I love tavern, junkers, chameleon. Like that's one of the reasons I live down here in Northside. Is just I always like this area and the people and the. Yeah, they're chill as hell and. I was, man. Yeah, the only bar I can think of in Cincinnati that even comes close to being a nightclub is Gallup Park. It's down at the banks. It's What's like that, uh, Tokyo Kitty-ish. That's clubby, isn't it? It's I've a karaoke bar. Okay, well, I've never been there. I just saw pictures and it's a fun place. Okay, it looked kind of clubby to me, but again, I've never been. So it's like it's a bar that serves like fancy, not, not like fancy, like a hundred dollars a a ounce, just like. Drinks that are well put together. Yeah. So, and yeah. there's just karaoke the entire time. It's it's kind of a cool place. We went there last Monday when Molly Hartzell, right before Molly Hartzell moved to New York. Bye, Molly. Yeah. That a, amazing bundle of energy, Molly Hartzell. So much fun. The best. She's... We're gonna miss we're gonna miss Molly Hartzell. But I bet she'll crush it up there in New York. She's, she's working for SNL. Oh, well then, yeah, she will. She's gonna like I think she's like a personal assistant or something like that. That's all. And awesome. she's gonna get like is she, I'm not sure what she's doing up there. She's is she like a PA for like? I picture her. Do you ever have you seen SNL recently? Uh, bits and pieces. I don't know if I've actually watched the whole episode, but I do you know AD Bryant? Yeah. Yeah. I picture Molly and Aidy Bryant <clears throat> being like best fucking friends. 
Yeah, I can see that. I can see the. Yeah. Just that happy. They both have that happy energy to them. Yeah, I, I can see like the. I imagine they could. <clears throat> they'd be the kind of people you have to like. All right, guys, let's. We're going to the bar. We're going to keep everything cool. <laughs> yep. I figured I could take it up too far, but yeah, that'd be fun. Well, it's not like the the '90s SNL when you got like. Chris Farley and Adam Sandler doing coke off of the, each other's dicks. I mean, tell me you wouldn't pay to watch it, though. Oh, 100%. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least someone gets to see Chris Farley's dick. <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah, that was the <clears throat> joke. I was, just, I was co-signing. Yeah. Dude, so Chris Farley's last days were insane. Oh, yeah. Like, he hosted SNL, like, two months before he died. Yeah, and then apparently put on, like, what, 35 pounds in two months? Oh, it was bad. Like, he, uh, his voice was hoarse. It just, it wasn't good. It's a boy who knew how to party. He, he, like, relapsed constantly. Yeah, Like, he was going to be clean for a bit, then he was going to be just party Chris for a while. I don't think there's ever anything but party Chris in that guy. I think that's just... Oh, 100%. Because it wasn't, like, a pastor's kid? Probably. I think... That's one of the quickest ways to make an interesting person. <laughs> yes, so um, so the pastor at Crossroads, Brian Tome. I'm going to make this a side note. I, uh, so when I ran karaoke at Uncle Woody's, I uh, knew his daughter. Knew? No. I mean, like, we're still like... What are you trying to say, brother? Uh, it was a questioning new. No, no I, um, his daughter used to come to my gig all the time. And I t- murdered. no, like she would come to karaoke all the time. <laughs> and I uh, told Zach Wyckeff about that, who like, goes to Crossroads regularly. I think he asked, like, what's she like? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I used to yell at her all the time for dancing on the tables. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a couple friends who, whose parents were, were pastors and one who's one whose dad was like the super super evangelical like oh uh, so it's like your kids are going to rebel automatically and i mean honestly most of them are really fun interesting people and it, none of them none of them have that that peace in them anymore it's all it's all weeded out by the time they become adults just yeah. they're just a different group of people i mean that's how you get like a daniel tosh or a, his dad's a pastor really <clears throat> yeah man in florida <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Uh, apparently not. Apparently you just... Well, I mean, if you want to make interesting kids, I guess. You got it. There you go. Oh, you got it. Where Lloyd was reaching for his booze. That's right. Fuck yeah, that's how we get That's how we get through these episodes. Lloyd just... That's how you get through being a Bengals fan, my man. Yeah. Dude, do you see the... Um, so the... The marijuana board or something like that, they were considering letting... Um, being a Browns or Bengals fan... As a qualifying condition. They just rejected that. Yeah, it was never going to pass. Oh, I know, but it was great. it was a it's, funny story. It's so great that that made it to... Like you, that's where you're like, right, this democracy thing might be all right. Like They, they actually got enough but to, uh, signatures to, to make someone have to address that. Yes. That's I like fantastic. to think there was that one person, more than likely a, an actual Browns or Bengals fan, that was like... I vote I on this one. Oh, I'm sure there was a handful of people that were like, oh, I want to say yes. Like, <clears throat> I found, like, if you, especially if you listen to, like, 
I have a mild fascination with what people do when they get out of politics. Really? Uh, just like the people who leave young. It's kind of like people who leave the NFL young. Or like, you know, I have a buddy, a, a guy I know that was a fighter, and he was kind of in the middle of his career and just was like, no, no more shots to the head, I'm out. Really? And so I, like, a, like an Andrew Luck kind of deal? Uh, yeah, more like uh, what was a 49ers player a couple years ago that Chris Borland? Are you t- are you talking about uh, Patrick Willis? Yeah, yeah, more like that. Like that, I know I can do something else. Yeah, like that that comfortability and, and confidence to be like, all right, I'll still. Because I mean, if you're in, in politics, your your life's made. If you're in the NFL, your life's made. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, like, you, it, well, if you succeed in the NFL, your life is made. <clears throat> well, I mean, he, I'm saying someone who was. Someone who knew, like, oh, I could ride this out for another couple of years and be worth twice what I am now. But no, I'm cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop now and then go do something else. Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna use an example. Jake Locker. He was the seventh overall pick in 2011. Was the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, and just lost the love of football. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that being hard to maintain if you're not the kind of person that's. <clears throat> I think there's people who get by playing sports and there's people who love sports and like yeah. I said the fighter I was talking about I think he's one of those dudes who was, he was just really good at it but I don't know that he had the proper passion to do yeah. that because like they've been playing like you said like oh they're rookies no they've been playing football their entire lives oh yeah yeah I, for a decade and a half more than likely or probably just a decade I mean this is where I wish Thomas was here like he, he have that inside that he played football all the way through college, everything. Did you go, where did you go to high school? Somewhere in Maryland. Oh, okay. And you came <clears> to Cincinnati? Yeah. It's fucking dope. We'll get him on next month. We'll, yeah. We'll fucking schedule better because we're. I'm a turd who can't say no to a trivia or a DJ gig. <laughs> no, that's making money. It is making money. It makes me... I, I, I love comedy so much. And, I, and I've always wanted to be a comedian ever since I was... Ever since I was in high school, honestly. But, like, DJing and... Trivia makes money. Which lets you do comedy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's all towards the same dream. Yeah. It gives me bits for stand-up. Like, I have a new one that I'm working on right now. Came from a DJ gig yesterday, and I think I'm going to hammer it out and hope for the best. I can't imagine that. Like I said, I was a bouncer for years at, like, a club club. Like, I mean, it was top 40, um, techno room, and a country room. and then like Really? Yeah, it's all together. Oh, that's a cool concept. And the techno room was 18 and up. <laughs> I wish you, I wish you guys could see the look he just gave me. Like, oh, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. You're right. It was... <clears throat> and it was every douchey, pop-collared, tilted visor guy. You hitting on my girl, bruh? It was... And I just got to, at, any, at my discretion, grab them and throw them out. That's awesome. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had. <laughs> and uh, for sure the most, like, fulfilling of those things you don't want to admit. But like you said, there's always that little bit of, I hope. There were a lot of, like, you'd see people walk in the room and be like, ooh, I hope so. Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I remember one time there was a guy who walked in, and this is not a joke. It sounds like, it sounds like I'm being, like, just... Over the top. He had his visor on upside down, so it was, like, sticking up. Oh, what a twat. 
and he had sunglasses on the back of his head, but he had like the yellow sunglasses on. So he had two pairs of sunglasses and a visor. Oh, so he is like Guy Fieri doing an impression of himself. It was like if Guy Fieri didn't learn how to be humble. Guy Fieri's not humble. Exactly. This guy was just you know, tall, out there. Tall guy, well built, you know, pretty face, whatever. Like you could tell, he thought so highly of himself. Oh, those are the worst people. And I saw him walk in, and I just saw him throw down a credit card, and I'm like, for sure not yours. Like you could just tell the whole vibe, the way he was. Like he was living life out of daddy's wallet, and oh, uh, those are the worst. it was it was one where I. I did specifically remember watching him walk in and go, I really hope he does anything at all. <laughs> and he didn't disappoint. Uh, 45 minutes in, he's four Jaeger bombs deep. <laughs> and the bartender walks over to, like, I was in the techno room most of the time because that was the one where you had to throw the most people out. Because <clears throat> they had 18 and up. and Dudes would like... Everyone was drinking, even if they weren't drinking. Yeah, it's where the underages would go just to get their fix. And uh, but yeah, forty-five minutes in, he's four Jaeger bombs deep, and he uh, he dropped his beer. <laughs> and when it splashed up, he like walked up to the lady and was like, "You handed this to me wet!" Started screaming at the bartender about her handing him a beer that was wet. <laughs> it's filled with liquid. It also came out of a giant tub of beer and ice. Like, he didn't... This wasn't a bartender, it's a beer tub girl. Like, they had, like, beer tubs in the rooms, so not everyone packed up at the bar. There was, like, two big tubs full of ice water with beer in it. And he starts screaming at her, and I didn't even let it escalate to a point where it was bad or anything. I just immediately was like, yeah, you gotta go. (laughs) And uh, even a couple of the other bouncers were like, you jumped on that one pretty quick, didn't you? I'm like, I I did. I for (laughs) sure did. That was was for me. I never... I never bounced... But I do remember one guy in particular. I used to work at Ladder 19 in Clifton. And there was this one dude who would come in. I don't know if I've told you about him. But he would have like a different color hair every week. He was in his 50s. Have I told you about this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned it, but keep going. He cause... would, uh, so if you if you haven't listened <clears throat> to this, he would um, have different color hair, like green, purple, orange, and would come in and try and fuck all the girls. Of course. Who were like... 18, 19, all this shit. Was he one of those like aggressive dancer guys too? A hundred percent. I watched him uh, try and get at a dance circle with a bunch of girls. He tried to do the robot and I got on the mic and I said, I think that robot's malfunctioning. <laughs> See, that's someone who's worked in a bar too many times. Immediate, all I need is a description. And I know that guy's like the aggressive dancer guy. Like, oh, I've seen a hundred of them. I, uh, I have a name for that where I see a dude... In a circle, have I told you a dude in a circle with three girls, and he's dancing like kind of at the same pace that they are? I call it the "May I stick my penis inside you." Um, so we used to call them skin tags. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, just a thing that's hanging on you don't really want. <laughs> it was always like the guy that would go like just start dancing on a group of girls, and they're all looking at him like, "What the fuck? Like, what are you doing?" So uh, the balance would be like skin tag by Booth too. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, that was that was our term for guys like that. That's one of my favorite things about being a DJ is you have an excuse to be there. Right. I I would not have ever gone to that place. Oh, I wouldn't have gone to 
Uncle Woody's as a fucking 25, 26 year old dude, but I did it because I worked there. I don't know that I'd go to a place called Uncle Woody's anyway. But... It's a shithole. But fun times. But <clears throat> seems like a nice way to meet a Catholic priest. <laughs> or a, a mega church pastor's daughter. See? Shout out Mariah Tome. She's actually pretty cool. Um, so, um, that's that. So, uh, we're going to get, actually, we're going to get the ad reads out of the way pretty quickly, because I got to get to stepping. Um, we're going to, do you want to do the chewy dick pills last? Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we usually do this. All right. So as a true football fan, you already know, just as, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep whoever he signs with in the game. (laughs) Every weekend, our favorite gridiron players put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same with my bookie? The, N- the NBA season is in full swing, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro or- and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. 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 Uh, Why, man? Oh, there, I don't know. There we go. <laughs> that right. took a little bit. That took a little bit. You weren't, you didn't move from behind the pop screen for the first couple, so I can yeah. see the top half. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain. My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Double it. Double. That's right. If you put in one thousand dollars, they'll give you one thousand dollars. That's double your initial deposit, so you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code Chair to act- to activate the offer. That's promo code Chair, chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get, get paid. paid. Get paid. All right, second one. First of all, we like to thank, I haven't done this yet, but we like to thank our sponsors at Armchair All-Americans who have been just helping us out, giving us the opportunity to do this. It's fantastic. Hope. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. That's, I mean, two, you know, two guys just sitting in a, in a kitchen at a table getting to do something that they find fun and people yeah, get to be in and just get by. to bullshit with each other and – We've been getting we've been getting better at bullshitting with each other because oh. like we just do it for a little like we just it seems like it flies by. Oh yeah, it, 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 the past few have been so effortless and yeah, and fun. I love effortless bullshit sessions. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think the initial few like we just didn't know each other as well. Yeah, but once we kind of get a little feel for how each other does things and the sense of humor, it, I think it's been really fun. Lately. It's been fun, and man. So I appreciate the shit out of them sponsoring the show and, and yeah, and giving us a shot and. Let us do our thing. Not only not only um, us, but like the new Nasty Boys and every yeah, other so podcast. Many, so many so many podcasts around here that that they really do help out, and uh, I appreciate that. I, I really we all do. I'm, I'm always a big fan of anyone who's willing to to help people try and do something they love. So I just had a new podcast idea come up uh, not too long ago before I do my next ad read. So I um, I substitute teach part time. Yeah, and so many comedians have done that. So I'm going to like try and – this is just an idea I had. But if you're on – if you think this is a good idea, I might go for it. But um, 
comedians who have substitute taught. We can talk about their life in stand up and talk about like education and stuff like that and like their experiences like working with kids and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like the idea, uh, but also a lot of other comics have cool, like, different jobs. Yeah. I think anyone who's maybe just broaden it out instead of just comics who've done that, just take, like, anyone in entertainment, what else do you do? Like, what do you... Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> kind of the idea I have. Because, like, com- comedians, so many, pretty much every comedian that we know has a day job. Yeah. And they range all over the place. Yeah. Like, I DJ, I uh, substitute teach, I host trivia. Yeah, I think you could you could definitely make that very, very fun. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. So, speaking of a blast, that segue made absolutely no sense. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're, as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR. Did you say that too, Lloyd? Yeah. All right, cool. At manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code ARMCHAIR. We did that, and now we're going to talk about the Chewy Dick Pills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah! Guys, remember the, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Ah, oh, don't I? Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. I said that with a very, like, Barry White tone to my voice. It was like Barry White meets Mr. Uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> I didn't, because I didn't really, I was going to say, I didn't really grow up on Barry White. So I didn't really know what his music was. Then I heard a song of his, and the fir- and I kind of listened to a track. The first word I heard, I swear to God, was, yeah. I'm like, all right, Barry. It's your first, your Just last, like, your everything. My first experience with Barry White was, yeah. It's a bad, bad man. He was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Uh, If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Um, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Don't you hate that awkwardness, Lloyd? Oh yeah, your neighbor walking by like, oh, so your dick don't work? No, discreet package. (laughs) Hey, neither does mine. Have a good day! Discreet packaging, I have no idea. 
Yep, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, um, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, ARMCHAIR. Armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code ARMCHAIR Armchair. to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So if you guys, uh, I'm going to let you a little behind the behind the curtain here. Uh, Alex usually will like move his arm around <laughs> or just point at a chair to remind me which one is which. <laughs> and uh, I don't need that for the Blue Chew one anymore <laughs> because of the severe trauma of having my- <laughs> Of having my 17-year-old daughter read the ads a few, uh, a few episodes I was back. just thinking about that while I was doing that. She still has those screenshots on her phone, probably. Oh, for sure. And I like she asked me multiple times for the link, so I know she had like people listen to it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's and awesome. It, I remember every beat of that so well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember losing my mind, laughing as obnoxiously as I usually do. Uh, but her friend and... Who was the other person in the room? Uh, her friend Emily. Her friend Emily and it was the adult in the room. Oh, Sarah. Sorry. Sarah. Sorry. Yeah, they were both red-faced. Oh, yeah. They were both like... Emily literally she had tears in her eyes. Like <laughs> I was thrilled watching that. Oh, but at the same time, it was... Wonderful. I, I honestly would listen to a podcast of just you and Lily the whole time. <laughs> Why do you watch a 17-year-old girl be mean to a guy 10 years older than her? Because I'm her dad. Yeah. I to, Again, still Chad Daniels on. I sharpen that stick. I know how it pokes. I, yeah. I love watching it happen. And The thing with her, she's never off. No, she nails it. That's what I'm saying. Like it, It's proud papa moment over and over because she'll say something. And I'll be like, God damn, that was good. Like, I'm proud. Of like, there's a lot of times she'll say just the perfect thing. It's the, it's just the best thing there is. Like, there's a, a picture on Lloyd's fridge <laughs> that's it's colored in all nice. It has an owl on it, but the reading says, "Eat a goddamn bag of dicks." Read the read what she wrote. I know, cause you're gay, love your daughter. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. No, she's she's great. Uh, <clears throat> I remember we were at Target and uh, going through the checkout line, and the, the lady's just like babbling on at Lily, <laughs> like not too Lily, but at Lily. Oh like, boy. Just, and, uh, and then she was like, "But I don't do any of that stuff. I don't drink. I don't even like people who who use curse words." And Lily was like, oh, "I bet you're blasted parties." And then just turned and walked over to Starbucks. And I was like, God damn it. She's so just. Whoever said she was invited to parties. <laughs> I mean, whether she is or isn't, it's a great insult. Like, it's a great insult. That you're a blast at parties. And then just turned it and It got walked. to the point where I was just like looking at Lily. I'm like, we're cool, right? <laughs> she will She will make you question it sometimes. Like, she 100% did. Uh, there, like me and her will go back and forth like that all night when she's, like when when she's actually like chilling in for a night, and uh, by the end of the night, every once in a while, I'm like, we, we're good, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, we're fine. I hope so, because she's never off. Yeah, her with uh, watching her with Colin Rand was <laughs> wonderful. How long has she been like that? 
Uh, forever. Really? I mean, she had a little stint where she kind of like veered away and tried to get like very like put together, but she gave up. Not, but she still just she skipped being a junior. She's graduating this year. Has she decided where she's going to school? Not yet. Uh, she just filled out a app for Wright State, University of Dayton, a handful of other places, a couple in Florida. Let's go fucking Flyers. She's uh, she's she's on the ball with it, man. And uh, you love to see it. So it's not like I'm like, oh, we should buckle down and do something. I, I can't complain. Like I said, she went from being a sophomore to a senior off of just her test results. They were like, yeah, you don't need to keep doing this. That's insane. Yeah. Skipping, like, I understand skipping first grade, maybe second grade. <clears throat> she outscored all of their AP seniors at the school as a sophomore. Yeah. So, so I mean, what what can I say? Like... Oh, get it to get no. She's she's crushing it at everything she has to do. Of course, she's a, a seventeen-year-old makeup guru already. Like <clears throat> adult friends of mine have gone to her and asked questions like, "How do you do this? How do you do that?" She's just whatever she wants to do. If she puts even a, a half-ass effort into it, she's great at it. So I couldn't be happier. And the fact that she's funny too is just the best. It's like that's my daughter, and I'm yes. proud. It's icing on the on the on the cake. She's the best thing ever. Fuck yeah. You love to see it. Speaking of the best thing ever, our bangles. What the fuck happened last week? Who did Everyone Day. Yeah, everyone day. Yeah. yeah. We were gonna review the the Super Bowl. We can you wanna talk about the Super Bowl for a little bit? Uh, yeah, we can do a quick recap. And then... So, the Chiefs are champions. They are. I So, at the beginning of the season, I thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to regress a little bit because of the Tyreek Hill distraction. And he did for a little bit. But then at the end of the season, especially the playoffs, he took the fuck off. I think that is the exact... Like that dialed-in Dan Marino under-pressure kind of player. He is, like, he's everything you want in a quarterback. Yeah, he's, the harder that pressure gets. The better he is. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not the cold that cracks, he's the one that turns into diamond. Like, he just, that pressure makes or breaks him. He's got so much around him, he's got arguably one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and Travis Kelsey, go Bearcats. Also one of the prettiest human beings alive. Mahomes? Kelsey. <laughs> Dude, you see that uh um the victory speech that Travis Kelsey gave? No. He was no he was lit off his ass. He was like drinking from the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> no, I just I saw a picture of him and his girlfriend not too long ago and I was just like He's a football player, of course he's a handsome man. What? Some aren't. Alright. I understand some aren't. But then you have the fat, one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, in Tyreek Hill, who insanely caught up to his running back after he ran for a 91-yard touchdown earlier this year. Yeah, some of those guys—they remind you every once in a while. Like they're just—they're different. It's like guys. watching Sonic. Yeah, it, 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 it's like his legs are going. His legs are just going, like, twice the speed of any other person's legs. Yeah, it's, he's an absurd, absurd physical He's an absurd talent. physical talent. I, and, again, I come from, like, more of a fighting background where 
Yeah, you can kind of neutralize certain parts with your brain, and blah, and then there's just people that are physically able to do shit you can't. Exactly, and, and that's what Tyree Kill is. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. <clears throat> My bold prediction about Tyree Kill or uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna be the guy in five years that everyone's sick of. Like, goddamn, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs for winning all the time. Oh, you mean he's gonna be Tom Brady? Exactly. He's going to be Tom Brady. It's like, God damn it, the Chiefs won the goddamn Super Bowl again. You know who else I think is, is a physical specimen like that? Chase Young. We'll get to that. I agree. I agree. He's the best player in the draft. We'll get to that. All right. We will get to that. All right. So, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Super Bowl. Chiefs. Super Bowl, He's the Chiefs. Be the guy everybody's sick of for winning. Exactly. I think the Chiefs are going to be good for a while. I think I'm pro- I'm I'm just happy for them. They what? they won their first. I think they won their first Super Bowl in like 50 years. And Andy Reid getting a win was nice. That was awesome. So I was reading like post Super Bowl articles. I read this article that said uh, the real winners of the Super Bowl in Miami were the strip clubs. Oh, I bet. I saw – there was a picture I saw. I'm going to have to show you this. The floor was covered in dollar bills. Oh, yeah. It was it was insane. I I can't imagine what that's like. Imagine if you were just like the stripper. Like strippers were walking on dollar um, bills. Oh, I, be, I bet you like – this isn't probably not the thing most people want to think of, but I bet you Super Bowl weekend has got to be like – prostitute and stripper Christmas. Oh. <laughs> like, think oh. of how many dudes, like, probably get together with their buddies and rent a hotel room to go to the Super Bowl. Not just that. Rich people who saying. can afford a $10,000 ticket. Right. And then, you know, the nice room at the hotel and the this and that, away from the wife and blah, blah, blah. Oh, 100%. I, I just, I, my brain processes that when I think about, like, what it takes to have a Super Bowl in a city. Like, this is the picture I saw. Like the, the picture I beside it was Post Malone with a cardboard box, Bud Light of dollar bills. That was a Bud Light payment for one of his sponsorships. He yes, just got that's it all it in ones. Dude, look, fucking look at that. Yeah, it's so it's absurd. unbelievable. It's so absurd. They were it. It was unbelievable. I think they said it was like twenty five thousand dollars or whatever his his uh, payment from Bud Light was in one dollar bills. Yeah, he asked him to do it in ones. <laughs> just as a what? I, just like being silly, and they were like, absolutely. That's unbelievable. Because Bud Light can do that. Yeah. Which, side note, I had Bud Light seltzer for the first time last night. Not bad. Did you make the post Malone face? <laughs> the giant smile? Not bad. It's It tasted like White Claw if it had a slight hint of Bud Light in it. They <laughs> somehow made it work. I, I have never... I don't think I've ever drank a, a seltzer with alcohol in it. Oh no, I drink one of those vodka high highball maybe. Oh, something like that. But uh no good on them. Like figure yeah. it out. You're a fucking rock star. I mean I mean if you what are your <laughs> thoughts on Post Malone? If you don't like Screw Post Malone, you don't like fun. He's a fun dude. I heard he was like hanging out at Bun, just hanging out with people at, when he performed at Bunbury. Yeah. God damn it! I would have. I've. Ne- I, I would love to see so Post Malone. I, I went down and saw him when he was here. How was he? Great. And he was out like walking around beforehand, just like 
two or three guys with him that kind of were like, don't be dicks. And yeah, yeah, you need that. And but he really didn't have to. Like people were actually pretty cool. I was I was surprised by that. Like it wasn't like a long time that he was out, but he walked around and got like. Uh, uh, he talked to some guy, and the guy was like, oh, you got to try to pair some... I guess they had the pear cider like they have at uh, Bruaha at one of the things. Oh, yeah. And man. he was like, oh, yeah, cool. And he went over and got that, and then he just walked around with his Bud Light in his hand and his little cup. And, just being a dude! And then just disappeared back to wherever he came from. You love to see that. And I don't know. There's guys like that that I... I don't care if I like their music or not. I happen to like Post Malone's music, but... I happen to like it, too. Guys are just fun. Like, I get, t- I, I, I'm real, real over, like, people be like, the music snobs, right? like, oh, he just uses autotune, but, oh, no, you caught him. You're the one that figured out the riddle. Yeah, he does. He doesn't give a shit. He's not there to be this hyper-technical, whatever, you know, he's not a Kendrick Lamar. He's not a, but he knows what he is. He's fun. He is enjoying he's a f- it. Who gives, like, he's not hurting anyone. Right, he's not. Just like we've said multiple times with Nickelback. I mean, if you don't like them on the radio, change the station. Or just don't listen to the radio. I haven't. Over 10 I years. I mean, I have to keep up with the Hot 100 charts for DJing and shit. But no, no, no. I, I get why. I just, I don't, yeah. I can't. But Posty's fun. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. on board with him. Yeah, and he, he he's all about bringing up people, putting people on tracks that are like up and coming. and what. I, He did whole... a track on his newest album with Future and Halsey. I have listened to that one over and over. Yeah, uh, that whole album's fun. It's fun. It's so much. I liked Beer Bongs and Bentleys a little better. I did too. I mean, I, I think that just is the curse of someone on tour perpetually. Yeah. Is that you don't really get a chance to, like, sit down and, like, just hammer out an album. Yeah, you probably just don't spend as much time and effort working. I think the same thing with comics that like rush to have that special every year for a while. That's why a lot of Netflix specials are like, I was disappointed by that. But it's just that trying to get one out a year or whatever, or we're trying to keep up with like that Louis pace or the, or the Chappelle pace, yeah. <clears throat> which you just, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's why I like Bill Burr, where they were like, Oh, you should probably put one out. And he was like, no, I'm going to take a while. And I'm going to make the, like for paper tiger. He actually waited. Cause he wasn't, He's happy with the one before, so he was like, I'm going to make sure I like it before we do it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I love that. So, um, we were were alluding to this earlier. This is the last thing. Well, well, we haven't really discussed the Bengals that much, much at all. No, we really haven't. We really haven't. Let's get to that, shall we? Let's do it. Number one. In our theme song, we uh, mentioned different players. Yes, we did. You're on the Chase Young train. I am. I'm on the Joe Burrow train. I all right. So let me explain my my position. Okay. So you were saying that the before the podcast, you were saying that the Bengals should trade the picks. Yes, Miami has three first round picks, but you also can't do that and also get Chase Young. Yes, you can. How? Because there's a bunch of people who are wanting to trade up, even after Joe Burrow's. There's a handful of people that people want. If you, I think if they work their trades just right. Now, I was, I was actually just going over this like before you came over. Okay. And I, there's a handful of scenarios where I think that they could trade out and then trade. Trade the spot and then trade the spot. Because the needs of the handful of teams at the top aren't all the same. So I think if they work their trades well. Because the Giants and the Redskins, who I believe are two and th- – no, the – 
the Redskins, Lions, and Giants. Right. Like None of right. them need a quarterback. Right. None of them do. So I think if they traded Miami for all three picks, swap one of those picks plus a second round or a third round or something for a slightly higher pick, I mean, you have the currency then to throw away a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? If you trade it up to where you could get Chase Young. I get to see them potentially trading the highest pick or the second highest pick for one high enough to get Chase Young. Maybe even still potentially get a to a I can never say to attack of the low. Yes, and then I'm not in love with him. I think he is a Drew Brees. He is a uh, uh, Seahawks. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson type. Like he's that, that guy. Deadly accurate? Watching them play and watching all these highlights. Like I spent the past two hours just going over like highlights. I think he's more of a Drew Brees, to be honest. Because um, Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson is more of a deep ball than Drew Brees does. I would disagree with that. Drew well, Brees has more passing yards than anyone. Well, true. But Russell... <laughs> Russell has that big arcing cannon. He that's what style. I meant. He's got that like Drew Brees has that Russell Wilson will throw numbers. a 40-yard pass 60 yards in the air. Right, where Drew Brees will throw line it. drives. That's his deep ball. Drew Drew Brees will do it 15 yards from the ground. Just high enough that no one's going to hit it and cannon it 60 yards and smack somebody in the fucking numbers dead run. That's to me, that's a Drew Brees deep ball. But he can do it 60 fucking yards. How, how, how deep do you want to... Yeah. Very, okay, I'll give you that. You know what I mean? Like, do I want an 80-yard pass? Like, I'm not, it's not... I think uh, Russell Wilson's look better. I think Drew Brees are yeah. more effective. I agree with that. So that's what I look at. That's, and I see... You know, some of those games... Oh, man, where he, was, he threw some fucking missiles at people. Oh, of course he. That's what Drew Brees does. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, to a tag Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I want to say Viola for some reason. Tagovailoa. I still think I'm saying that wrong. But uh, <clears throat> and then the added thing. Now, when I was figuring out where who was picking what, you also get Isaiah Simmons if you play the if they play their cards. Absolutely. Who is maybe the best DB in the in the draft? Okay. But there's so few people at that top that are gonna go that route. Is he a corner or is he a safety? Both. And he's played oh. defensive end. I think I and heard that. And he's played linebacker. Oh, so he's just a defensive juggernaut. Yeah. He might be... My, if I was to pick a... If I was to make a draft board, he'd be in my top five. Without question. Like, not... No question he'd make top five. I think, maybe top three. I think being a Bengals fan has, like, kind of pigeonholed me towards the only two people I know in the draft are Joe Burrow and Chase Young. Uh, honestly, and to uh, Tagovailoa and the I other quarterbacks. Let's put it this way: and Jalen Hurts. How many times have we had a, a quarterback? Or how many times have we seen a quarterback that had one amazing college season? Brady Quinn. Let's he bring had him an amazing senior year. Let, and I agree with that. And that's why. And that's why personally, I was against Dwayne Haskins last year. I, I agree. Yeah. Granted, he started off poorly. Kind of picked up. My point being is, 
and I hope this is where Duke Tobin's brain is, the, the player personnel guy for the Bengals, go with the best guy in the draft. Don't go for the need first. Also, realize that we have that back pocket of Andy Dalton for a trade. <clears throat> Andy Dalton's worth nothing up front to anyone as a trade. Now, whatever team doesn't get what they need in the draft, all of a sudden he becomes a big blue chip in your pocket. Because this right? is the last year of Andy Dalton's contract. Right. So, And they've also said they're, they're willing to help him out with whatever. But if you wait until a team that's desperate for a quarterback. Chicago. Or let's say you trade. Right. Well, right now, it's crazy to think about. I, I'm going to say this for the first time in almost 20 years. New England is kind of desperate for a quarterback because Tom Brady is on his way out. All right, so here's my, my crazy dream scenario. If, you're, if you say what I, I have thought this past week, go for it. Tom Brady comes here for his last I, yeah, I had thought I had that thought too. It wouldn't be out of the round. And you know it would the, not. The Patriots love what Cincinnati does with personnel. Like they definitely Bill Belichick a, was like, before the Patriots game, before the Bengals-Patriots game, Bill Belcher was like, those guys know what they're doing. He might be Duke Tobin's biggest fan. <laughs> really? He's said multiple times, like, that might be the best team at drafting. He's, Bill Belichick said that about the Bengals. I, I think Cedric Agwehi, um a, lo- a lot of players would like to have a word with him. Billy Price would like to have a word with him. <laughs> well, I'm saying that, like, the not being – not buying into hype, not making choices because they're what the public wants, but drafting the best player they can get. Yeah, I mean, like, think back to all these teams were like, oh, Ray Mallory, we're not going to blah, blah, blah. And they pick him up for a discarded uh, – For the, they moved down. To, they basically just had a throwaway, and they picked up Ray Mallory who was – He was a second-round pick in 09. Right. But he – how? How well did he play versus what they projected? And they got he a was better... a solid player for years, and that's what you—that's what you want out of a pick like that. So that's what I'm saying is I think Duke Tobin's propensity to go for the best guy. I think if they work the trades right, trade out all three to Miami for the first round pick, trade one to Chicago for Dalton. There's a lot. Andy Dalton has like five potential destinations. Right, but I'm just saying, think. I, if they got that pick as well, then Wait. you get uh, what's his name from Texas, uh, John Johnson, whatever that left tackle. That's maybe uh, if he doesn't go in the top ten, that's robbery. Again, I'm gonna have to pay atten- more attention to the draft than Joe Burrow and Chase Young. I'll have to look into it next month. I'll I'll come prepared next time because I've been so. Just... There's a guy in, in I think Houston, maybe Houston, uh, but he's played. He might be the highest ranked left tackle in the draft. But he's also played guard. He's also played center. I mean, he, he kind of played fullback for a handful of plays. Okay. He's just a he's just a dude who gets how to do that. Fuck yeah, you <clears throat> like that. So that's what I'm, I'm I'm wanting to fuck the hype train. I don't care about a Heisman Trophy. I don't care who's the projected first round. I want the be- pick the best. I guarantee, like the way that Chase Young has played. There's no doubt in my mind that guy goes to the Pro Bowl five years ago. He is Miles Garrett. Yeah, if not He's better. He's Julius Peppers. If not better. I mean, I'd put him up there with any of them. 
Okay. I see your point. And honestly, I saw this on a R slash Bengals post. I will be happy with either. I will too. And it, like I said, it kind of depends on how how things pan out. Like what offers do we get? Because the combine hasn't even happened yet. Right. And there's always going to be those guys who show up there where you're like, oh yeah, this guy was really awesome. We just didn't notice. Yes. Um, there's a kid from Tennessee that as a tight end, he wasn't in a system that used him as a, 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 a you know, they kind of had a guy Used to his full potential. Well, they, you know, they used one guy to block and one guy to catch and then kind of, but he can do both. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's very like, uh, use check kind of oh. versatility like that. I still, I've seen his name so many times and I still can't spell it. <clears throat> but, uh. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially get him in the second round. Okay. Well, which is crazy to think about because I don't know if you remember this, but the Bengals did draft a tight end in the second round last year, and it seems like that was a waste of a pick. We haven't seen what happens with the like. Uh, yeah, granted, we haven't seen much of Drew Sample, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, thing like Ryan Hewitt, whatever. Uh, Ryan Hewitt, we picked up in what the sixth round. I forget. I think fifth or sixth. Lord knows. And he was, if he had been utilized a little more and been a little healthier along the road, he might have. He might have done something. But he was good. He was inarguably a good player. Uh, so I think that's where I appreciate like the way the Bengals have drafted. I think it's, they almost do it like in spite of how Brown runs the team. So what's worked on the seasons that we've done really well is when we went best player. There's a handful of seasons where we pick a need, and it never seems to go the best. I'm gonna. The last time the Bengals picked a player first overall, I forget whether he whether or not he was the best player in the draft. But Carson Palmer was he the best player in the draft? It was a. See, that one was one of those ones where it was very like art, uh, heated. Like There was a handful of players that came out that, yeah, some of them have gone on to have better careers, but you couldn't have necessarily. Like last year, uh, Bosa would have been my first, hands down, no question. San because got him. Baker Mayfield went to Oklahoma, or went to Cleveland in 2018, then a quarterback who, granted, only played one year, was drafted first overall the very next year. He did all right. Right, and he'll probably do better. Yeah, like I, 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 and if the Bengals draft Joe Burrow, which I'll plead my case, I I hope that's the case. <laughs> that's that's your case. You no, 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 no. Like, and I was at Murphy's in Clifton, and, and I was talking with a guy who brought up a very good point. So many teams right now are drafting their quarterbacks of the future, like right. with high picks. And the Bengals keep passing on those guys consistently. So sometimes I think this represents a gamble that you have to take. If if Burroughs was like a, a run-and-gun guy a little more than he is, if he was a little more mobile on his feet, if he was a little more – if we'd seen more than one year. I mean, granted, it might be the best year someone's had. So. Yes, if they draft him, I'm completely in. I, 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 I well, think you're going to support a, your guy no matter what. No, I mean, I, I think that guy, that kid is a special talent. And if he can translate it to NFL speed, he'll be a Hall of Famer. If the Bengals can surround him with talent. 
Now, my other side of that argument, Chase Young, I don't care where he goes, who you put with him. He's going to dominate. He's going to dominate. And if the Bengals draft him, he's going to make an aging defensive line significantly younger. Let's say you're a quarterback and you have to worry about Geno Atkins coming at you from this side and Chase Young coming around the end. Like, he's got that, like, Chandler Jones, like, off the line, just dust people kind of movement. If just not destroy better, people. If not better. So, yeah. I, but what, uh, to me, what Burrow represents is a new beginning. And the change of culture might be exactly what the team needs. It, I, I, because I was against Dwayne Haskins last year because, a lot of the people that were gunning for Dwayne Haskins were Ohio State fans who were like, this guy's our fucking guy. He wasn't even the first quarterback taken last year. Questionably so. It should have been Dwayne Haskins, but it was Daniel Jones somehow. Well, I mean, it all goes to show that once it gets to NFL speed, some quarterbacks just don't translate. I mean, look at some of the best that have ever played. Most of them Matt first Leinert. Time. I'm saying most of them aren't first-round picks. Matt Leinart, for example. Right. He was a special talent in college. Um, Again, Brady Quinn, I brought him up earlier. Like, how good was he that uh, at the end of his college years, he was unbelievable. NFL speed just... Couldn't translate. He couldn't do it. So we've only seen one year of Joe Burrows in college. Yeah. Where he was really excelling, arguably against a kind of weak schedule. You're also playing against a lot of the SEC, though. Well, I'm just uh, arguably like the the rankings were a little mm, this year. There were there definitely seemed a lot more politics than than substance. Yeah. So I think some of the teams they played definitely didn't didn't live up to their rankings as much as they could have. And that being said, I still think that guy is. I, I just I don't want to take away. From, I think Joe Burrow is a, a an amazing talent and potential Hall of Famer if he can translate. If he can translate, that's with any first. I don't pick. like the if. Sometimes I you have to go for that if. I, I I get that, but I'm not a gambler. In that way, I mean, neither is Mike Brown, and that's why people hate his guts. Well, no, he's a guy who wants to make money. Yeah. Well, and what Burrow will do, he will sell tickets, he will sell mass amount of jerseys. When I went to the Browns game, I saw people in Joe Burrow LSU jerseys. Right, and again, I have no direct opposition to them drafting him. I'll be happy with either Joe Burrow or Chase Young. I, I get the decision if that's what they do. I think the potential to build... More of a team. More pieces to that puzzle. Well, you have an entire draft to do that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that first-round pick could be traded for three first-round picks. Yes. But you also got to keep in mind with Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow could be Zach Taylor's pro- – and i got to get going in a second. But he is Zach Taylor's project. No, Actually, I think uh, Tua is more of – I think he's more in line with how the guys that have succeeded under Zach Taylor have played. A little more like that, yeah, Joe Burrow's calm in the pocket, but it's it's also a lot of rollout, a lot of <clears throat> extending it where... That's Tua, a lot of what the NFL is nowadays. But Tua's like, that guy who he just twitches just just enough. He like, 
I've always loved fighters that get out of the way by an inch. Uh, if you're a boxing fan, there's a guy named Vasily Lomachenko who has the best footwork I've ever seen from any boxer ever. And that dude, he doesn't get hit often, and he's always almost getting hit. That's what I like. I want to see that guy who's just he can twitch enough just to get the defensive player to miss. And I saw much more of that out of Tua than I did out of Joe. So I think argue, I think there's a toss-up between which one's better. In my in in my opinion, and I th- I think there'd be plenty of people that would make the argument minus the both health sides have good points. I'm saying minus the health concerns, which are a big thing. Hip concussions, those, those are problems. For Chase Young, no, for uh, to a oh yeah, tag via to, tag yeah. Via. I'm just I'm always wary of Alabama quarterbacks. And again, maybe this is me coming from the fight world. I'm always on board with Hawaiian athletes. <laughs> uh, Domata. Well, he's Polynesian. But, okay. Uh, either way, they're very similar cultures, though. Like, if you look at Hawaiian fighters, was Manti Teo Hawaiian? Yeah, I think you. Uh, maybe I don't remember. But uh, that's a Google question. If you look I gotta at, get going in like just a few minutes. If you look at Hawaiian, so we'll wrap this up. Yeah, if you look at Hawaiian fighters, they're always some of the most game people ever. Just culturally, there's a, a piece to that that I don't think. You can replicate. I was right. Manti Teo's Hawaiian. Yeah, I thought so too. But, uh, you know, fighters BJ Penn, Max Holloway. There's all these guys that are amazing champions that come from that and just have that I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime kind of. And I think that's just. beat the shit out of people. And I think that's just a cultural piece. So I think I'm maybe a little more biased towards. People who are fighters. I also grew up in Alabama, so. Yeah. I think after. The last thing I'll say on Joe Burrow. The last thing I'll say on Joe Burrow. After a two and fourteen season, you kind of why I would pick Burrow. You kind of need something to excite the fan base because I like Dalton. I've liked him his entire career. I have to. I've been. But Andy Dalton, to me, represents continuity that the Bengals don't exactly need. Because they've been trending downward ever since that playoff blow up against the Steelers. Right. And I think if you keep that continuity, it's just going to piss people off and they're just going to expect the worst. Ticket sales, that stadium will be empty the entire season if Andy Dalton's the quarterback. And I hate to say that because I love Dalton. I, I can't disagree with that, but I'm also looking at it from, again apply the business perspective to it. Do you want to pop next year for drafting the first round, the, you know, the, the projected first pick or. So you're basically saying, Oh, we're just going to get, we're, you're basically saying wait till next year when this year hasn't even started. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that you have such a, there's so much potential for failure. If bro can't do as advertised. Oh, that's with any first over. Right. With any first so what pick. I'm saying is, in my opinion, a first run, first pick on a quarterback is always a it's a huge gamble. Right. So I'd say go with the best guy in the draft. Try and pick up a good quarterback in there. If it doesn't Jalen pan Hurts. out, yeah. I mean, there, there's actually a handful of guys even outside of those top two that Jalen Hurts. Right. <clears throat> but don't have the potential for the bust. Go for the. Go for the safety net. Go for the guy who's going to bring in jersey sales for ten years, not one. Who would be? Would Joe Burrow be the 
for one year? Well, yeah. If he doesn't pan out, you got yeah, you got a bunch of sales next year. Chase Young, if he plays even remotely close to his potential, he's a, a Pro Bowler for five to ten years and a Hall of Famer. Like a hundred percent. So I'm the making only had one Hall of Famer in their entire. Well, gr- they've had a. I mean, T.O. played for them for. Did T.O. T.O. made the Hall of Fame, right? Had to, right? I think so. But um, the only Bengals player that's made the Hall of Fame while playing for the Bengals for most of his career is Anthony Munoz. Uh, Ken Anderson got anything? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's a snub. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But we should because we're doing a Bengals podcast. But <laughs> we're dumbasses. <clears throat> oh well. But uh, yeah, so. Either way, I'll be happy. I Either just think, way, I'll be happy. I think trading out three first-round picks for one is kind of... not a bad move. Because we but, need an offensive line real fucking bad. Jonah Williams is coming back. Okay, but he's the whole line? No, I, I get that. I've mentioned that in the past. He's not the whole line. You get a guy... You, hopefully you get a guy in free agency. Hopefully the, bang, hopefully the Bengals embrace free agency. So let's just say we hit three first-round picks when we pick up that kid from Houston who is undoubtedly... A great lineman. Let's do it. So, so that debate will go on. I'm sure we'll go on and on until until draft day. And the last thing I'll say, Joe Burrow has been marketed for the past three to four months as a future Cincinnati Bengal. Up until the last couple weeks, where he said he wants to play for a team who's committed to winning. That 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 message means one of two things. Mike Brown, get your head out of your ass, or I don't want to play for you. A hundred percent. Thank you. That's exactly what that means. Which of those two is like more likely to happen? Him pulling an Eli and holding Mike out? Mike Brown perpetually has his head stuck up his ass. Right. So, again, I relate back to my point of let Duke Tobin do what Duke Tobin does, draft the best player. If Joe Burrow doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. You don't want a quarterback. You can't have that change of culture with a guy who doesn't want to do it. He's not – trying to push the biggest leadership, you know, mentality onto everybody. If you're going to go for a change of culture, don't do a forced change of culture. If he's going to be Eli Manning about it and be like, I don't want to play for the – fuck it, let him go. Yeah. So, I think we've got a lot to talk about in these next few months. Uh, Last thing, Lloyd, do you have any plugs? I do not. I have nothing other than, uh, you know – Go uh, go to go, go, bananas. go bananas. Sam Talent's there this weekend. Holy fuck, he's hilarious. Sam Talent, I think Cam's with him, isn't he? Cam, Lee Kimbrell. Yeah, that's a that's gonna be murderous shows, guys. Go, Rand Barnicklow is hosting. Rand's one of my favorite human beings alive. One of the best comics in the city. My old roommate. I was paintings of his on my wall. <laughs> uh, oh no, shit, you do. I do. Um, I, I've yeah. been a fan of that kid since he was a teenager. Think he's a great guy. Listen to local podcasts, New Nasty Boys, Puzzle Buddies, Rand's podcast, Rumble Lips, Rumble Lips yeah. uh, uh, Living My Fest Life, um, JTC. Oh, just the clip with yeah, Blake, Blake and, Hammond, and Jeremy Johnson, and Jeremy Johnson too, sitting on their couches with their guts guy. out. Hilarious. Dude, follow just on Instagram if nothing else. Follow yeah. it. You'll love it. Um, I, my, my main plug right now, I'm headlining, uh, the Sunday comics showcase at Wiley's comedy joint Woo! in April, on April 26th. Big hugs, Dan Seabry. Uh, he's in Columbus now. Well, I just meant big hugs, Dan, one of the most hogwell comics on the planet. Well, I just meant every time I think Wiley's, I just remember like such a sweetheart of a, Oh, I love him. Sincerely good dude. 
I did an improv class with his girl, him and his girlfriend. That was a fun time. Hope to do that again soon. Um, other than that, I don't think really think I have any plugs. Um, fuck you, NFL. <laughs> you want to do that again? Sure. All right. I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, fuck you, you NFL. NFL. We like the Bengals. Woo! Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.